and my fellow Pennsylvanians. This state's electoral votes are key to who wins the presidency, and both of the candidates know it. We win Pennsylvania, we win the whole deal, you know that. Just like last night. But states like Pennsylvania are going to be incredibly important. The only thing left on the board is Pennsylvania. The president cannot get to the finish line without the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. One state all four candidates are visiting today is Pennsylvania. Its 20 electoral votes are highly coveted, and the Keystone State could end up being one of the determining factors in the race. Jill's a Philly girl, but I'm a screen girl. We're sitting down today with Kunal Atted, who's running a historic campaign in Bucks County. The Democrats hold the majority on the Board of Commissioners, but retaining that majority is no sure bet. The race has received national attention, and the county is as purple as can be. I'm looking forward to getting granular about the budget priorities and GOTV strategy in a county as large and diverse as Bucks. Kunal Atted, welcome back to my kitchen table. No, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about Bucks County. You know, it's been uh, almost a year. A lot's happened, I'm sure, for you personally and professionally. Bring listeners up to speed from uh, the hills of Scranton to uh, the fields of Bucks County. Yeah. So obviously that was a, again, a great victory. Like really, really proud of that, that win in, in Scranton. Right after that, I, I jumped on to, to work on the commissioner's reelection campaign. Um, I ran the 2021 coordinated campaign. And so I had a relationship with commissioners. I knew, I knew what was at stake in this race. Um, I also personally, uh, ran a campaign that lost in 21, that coordinated campaign. We, we lost across the board. So I, I personally understand how, easily uh, Bucks County can can slide out the grips of Democratic control. And so uh, I knew that this was going to be a big race. I know the commissioners and and it just felt like a logical thing for me to do next. So t- tell listeners, we have, we have a lot of student listeners who aspire to be a campaign manager like yourself. We have a lot of campaign managers who listen. I mean, is it a natural segue to go between a federal marquee congressional race to a non-federal race? How portable? You have an incredible skill set, but how portable is that? Yeah, I would say, look, I'll say this, it should be more common, right? We should care about impact uh, as a quote unquote profession, right? Uh, That should be what we care about. And I will say that I... I learn more about politics in these in these local races, honestly, than than in the federal ones, right? When you are working for an incumbent congressperson, there are certain things that like the DCCC is is uh, spending a lot of time thinking about how to to make sure that your campaign is successful, right? You're uh, there's momentum behind you, and there's national investment in making sure the campaign turns out okay um, or, or is successful, right? In a race like this one, right, with the commissioners, is that if they don't run a good operation, and if I don't run a good operation, things kind of can get lost in the noise, right? I am really proud of what we built here, and 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 I look forward to sharing that with you. But all of this is because there is a concerted on the ground effort on on the on the parts of the commissioner, and then commissioners, and then also on the parts of the kind of the democratic political apparatus in Bucks County to to make sure that we do something that has never been done before, which is to reelect a democratic majority on the board of commissioners in Bucks County. That has literally never happened before. So I think the answer is wherever you are at in your career, and this is, I guess, my own little pitch to people who listen and, and want to do this for a living, think about impact beyond anything else, because that's what that's what this profession should be about. Okay, let's just take a step back. We have listeners certainly in Bucks County, but we have listeners across all 66 other counties, and then there's random listeners in Europe and Sri Lanka and all sorts of places. So 
Remind folks a little about Bucks County, the geography, the population. When I think of Bucks County, I think of General Washington way, way back in the day on a cold winter's night crossing the Delaware, but a lot's happened since then. So give folks an overview of the turf that your team's working on. Yeah. So the way I I think to best describe Bucks County is the most important swing county uh, in the most important swing state in the country. And so uh, what you have in Bucks County, you basically have a tale of of three geographies in one county. You have a, uh, a pretty rural rural population up in northern Bucks County. You have a more suburban upper middle class population in, in central Bucks, which is like the Doylestown area. New Hope is something that I think some of your, uh, is a location probably some of your listeners are familiar with. And then you have a kind of an ancestral dam working class population in Lower Bucks. The population of the county is, uh, it's one of the largest counties in Pennsylvania. It's the biggest swing county. Uh, it essentially comprises an entire congressional seat, which is the PA1, um, which is held by Brian Fitzpatrick. It's it's Bucks County and in a very sliver, small sliver of Montgomery County. And so so that's what Bucks County is. Yeah, I mean, the county uh, has a population larger than some states in the union. And uh, I believe it's, it's bigger than Wyoming. Well, how about that? Uh, certainly not area-wise uh, and different natural resource uh, under the ground. But look, we have a lot of New York listeners, and I do hope that they uh, have spent money uh, on those beautiful river towns. And for Washington listeners, which we have quite a few of, uh, it's beautiful. Uh, come on up in the fall. Okay, so you came aboard when? Uh, so I came aboard back in December of, of 2022. So... Um, wow. So no rest for the weary right off the congressman's reelection. Yeah. Well, that's just the stakes of this race, right? So Bucks County, for your listeners who are not uh, familiar with it, is um, extremely swingy, right? And and so Biden only won this county by four points in 22 or in 20, uh, in 2020. And so so here's what's at stake in this race, right? It, it is- Which is so uh, hold up. This is important for listeners because it's a, it's a rarity across the United States. So president wins the county. Mm-hmm. But Republican congressman also wins the county. Yes, exactly. And there's only, yeah. And so district-wise, there's only 18 of those districts that exist in the entire country. County-wise, I'm actually not, I'm not familiar off the top of my head about how many of those exist, that that you have a Republican winning the county and, and the president of the other party, the Democrat winning winning the county. But, but yeah, it is a, it, Politico recently put us on their front page saying that our our county is is increasingly just a bellwether of national mood uh, and also a reflection on whether there is a sticking power to kind of the the suburban trend toward Democrats during the Trump era. So in 2019, we elected the first Democratic majority on the Bucks County Board of Commissioners for the first time in 30 years. And so that was in its in and of itself a, a generational uh, achievement that happened during the Trump era. Now, what we're trying to do uh, now in 2023 is to reelect that majority, like I said, for the first time in literally history. Um, that just shows you how how swingy Bucks County is. Swing uh, Bucks County, uh, as it's comprised, generally does vote for uh, the Democrat by a very small margin in statewide races. Uh, when you have that kind of statewide turnout in 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 midterm elections or or presidential elections. But in these off-year elections, it's a whole different calculus, right? You have a whole different electorate. You have less people turning out overall. And historically, we have seen bigger Democratic drop-off than Republican drop-off. And for that reason, local control of Bucks County has been has been dominated by Republicans for the last 200 years. 
I don't want to keep talking before your next question, but I uh, there is a really good reason on why everybody in the country should care about what happens in this particular local race. Um, and that is um, that is that the control of the Bucks County commissioners means the control of the Bucks County Board of Elections. And in 2020, Donald Trump sought to one halt the certification uh, of uh, of the election in Bucks County after November 2020. Um, and then two, he sued 11 times try to uh, to try to decertify the election in Bucks County. The only reason certification went through is because we had a Democratic majority that had been elected elected for the first time in a generation in 2019, which was then in place for 2020. There should be no question that in 2024, Bucks County will be close. Pennsylvania will be close. And do the listeners of this podcast, uh, does anyone who cares about the the future of our democracy want to leave it in the hands of Republicans in the majority to stand up to Donald Trump, who is the likely nominee on their side, who has shown no personal growth from what I can tell uh, since 2020, no contrition, contrition, right? Do you want to trust a Republican majority to stand up to Trump's calls to not certify an election if it does not go his way? Well, quite a bit to unpackage there, Kunal, but uh, thank you for giving folks the, the overview. And remind listeners, there's there's in many counties across Pennsylvania, it's three county commissioners, one of whom must be from a, a different party. So currently, listeners are hearing correctly, there are two Democrats yes. and one Republican. Yes. Before we talk about the Republican challengers, why don't you share a little about the candidates with whom you're working? Yeah, so uh, I am really lucky to work for Diane Marseglia and Bob Harvey. Uh, they are the incumbent commissioners. So Diane Marseglia has been a Bucks County commissioner since uh, since 2007. So she is um, she is kind of the stalwart of the Democratic Party here in Bucks County. She was running before before there was any chance, uh, seemingly, to win um, a majority on the board of commissioners. Right? She was taking up that minority spot, um, and for a long time, she was pushing for good governance. She was pushing for investments in in, in county services um, and just continuously running into a wall because she was dealing with a, a honestly, a, a, a pretty far right Republican majority that was in control of, of Bucks County. Fast forward to 2019, or fast forward rather to 2017, it was the first time in a generation that we won the row offices in Bucks County. That was the, the immediate election after Donald Trump. So then 2019, there seemed to be a lot of momentum behind Democrats. Uh, and we we, they, we successfully flipped um, the Bucks County Board of Commissioners for the first time in a generation. So she was the, she has been kind of the person who has been laying the groundwork for that flipping. She is a more known commodity throughout the county because she has been in office for such a long time, right? So so that's where Diane's at. And then Bob uh, Bob Harvey was a is a former uh, Falls Township supervisor. He joined the ticket in 2019 as as the, uh, Diane's running mate, and he won his election by under 700 votes in 2019. So even with all of that energy on the Democratic side uh, during the Trump era, we still only won that second commissioner spot by 700 votes. And that just shows you how difficult this race is. And so he is the 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 race is really between himself, right, Bob Harvey, and then the Republican uh, opponent Pam Van Blanc, uh, who is currently the uh, county controller. Diane Marseglia, she, she has a known brand. She will definitely uh, win a spot. Uh, Gene DiGirolamo uh, on the Republican side is a known brand, and uh, he was a state rep before he was a commissioner. He will, according to our polling, um, and this is our assessment, he will definitely win his spot. 
Uh, so the race is really between Bob and Pam. And that's that's kind of where the race is set up at the moment. You mentioned a, a state rep, former state rep, Digeralmo. What Give listeners a sense of the state house and state senate uh, delegation from Bucks County. Yeah. So say they're not on the ballot this year, but it, it it's one indicator of just how purple the county is. Yeah. And so on on the state Senate side, uh, you see Bucks County as so we have C. Sansiro, who is our party chairman. Uh, he he represents more of that central to lower area uh, of the county. Uh, He's yeah. a fairly senior guy in the state Senate. Yes, yes. And and so, I mean, he he won in 2018. But people will also remember that uh, before that, he was a state rep. He was a member. Of, he was a, a very, very significant congressional candidate, ran against Brian Fitzpatrick in 2016. So he has been in PA politics in for for quite some time. Uh, and then we have Tommy Tomlinson, who is um, our other state senator here in Bucks County. And he his district is another good barometer of how Bucks County works, right? Because on paper, it's actually a pretty clear Dem pickup like a Dem pickup opportunity. It, it actually voted for Biden by a couple of points, but he still pretty easily won re-election in 2022. But there is something about Bucks County that that it's just inherently purple. Once someone is a, a known commodity like Brian Fitzpatrick, it's very hard to unseat them. Um, and people are very willing to cross party lines uh, in order to vote for, for, for someone that may not share their party label, um, but they feel like they have a personal connection to. And so... On the state house level, Bucks County delivered the majority for uh, for Democrats in in the state house. Um, we picked up three seats in Bucks County. Those were some of the most contested races in in the state. We had the opportunity to pick another two up in in the state with the one fortieth, which was literally the closest race in in the country in the state last year. Only only won by a handful of votes by the Republican. Um, and then we have a seat down in Ben Salem that should be a pickup opportunity. And so that again just reflects like how important this county is to the overall politics of Pennsylvania. Okay, so there's been a few references to 2019, and it's always dangerous to compare one election to another election. But I'm sure your team has poured over turnout data, registration data. So what's what's changed in the last four years with registration data? Uh, there's probably been some population growth at the expense of family farms uh, uh, as you move up in the county. But what are you looking at in, in terms of a turnout universe? Yeah. And so the story here in Bucks County is a unique one, right? So but this is why I, I, I again, uh, I mentioned that the political article stated how this this could be a bellwether to whether Democrats will sustain their advantage in suburban areas, even in this quote unquote post-Trump era, right? Yeah, I think we're still actually living in the Trump era in, in certain ways, right? He is going to be on the ballot again, seemingly. But Bucks County is the only Philadelphia collar county that is trending Republican. We uh, the high water mark on registration advantage for Democrats was ten thousand, and that was right at the um, the peak of right in October of twenty twenty one, if I'm remembering uh, correctly. Now it is halved, and if uh, if it's at five thousand, and if trends continue at current pace, it'll be Republican actually by regist- in registration by the time the presidential election is happening in November November of twenty twenty four. I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. I think that one, we have a Republican primary on on that side. So there's just naturally some energy in their party right now. And then also, you see a lot of ancestral Dems in lower bucks that are working, uh, that are working families, right? It, it looks very similar to to kind of that Scranton area we talked about last year, right? Where it's, it's it, they're historically D, um, but for one reason or the other, they've stopped identifying with the national brand, right? And so- they are Trump Democrats and becoming Trump Republicans through re-registration. Uh, it includes a lot of union households and lower yeah. bucks. 
And that should be a real concern to everybody who cares about the future of our party. Do we want, I personally will tell you this, I, I find it extremely concerning. I do not want to lose this identity as a working person's party for, for the Democratic Party. We should not want to lose that identity. And, and right now we are struggling with that population of, of voter, um, right? And they are, they are training away from us. What we have on the positive on our side is that Bob Harvey and Diane Marseglia are from that lower part of the county. They are both from working backgrounds. They are Bucks County through and through. Actually, a, a, uh, a funny anecdote about Bob is that he cut his mom's lawn every single week, uh, even well into adulthood. And then he still sees her once a week now. It, they have that, that cultural connection to lower Bucks. They have that tight family values kind of connection to lower Bucks, right? And we you will see that a lot of our political uh, messaging um, and a lot of the work they've done has been oriented around uplifting working families in Bucks County. So we have a a rich record to to talk about and amplify in that part of the county. That while those voters are turning away from the National Party, that maybe that I think we have a very strong chance of holding on to them for the sake of this local election because they identify with the candidates we're running. I just want to press you. So if you're a betting man, what is percentage turnout going to be of total registered voters in the county? So 2021 is 40%, which is wild. It 40%. Is the, it, was the, it was the highest uh, turnout in a municipal election in Bucks County's history. We got more Democratic votes ever in those local elections, and we still lost because they got the most Republican votes ever. And also independent votes skewed Republican in 2021. If you're going to lose a place like Virginia, you really don't, you're, you're really in a tough spot in a place like Bucks County, right? And so this year, we actually anticipate, anticipate turnout to go up even higher. So I would say that we're, you're looking at about 43 or 44% turnout of all, all eligible voters, right? This is not a small election, right? I will say that this is probably the biggest county, this is probably the biggest county commissioner election in history for Pennsylvania, one with what's at stake, two with the amount of resources that are poured in on both sides and, and, and the level of engagement that's going on. And so, um, so yeah, that is where we peg turnout. That is why we are running the biggest field operation in the state. Our team has knocked uh, 35,000 doors since May. We have uh, hit 50,000 voters in those 35,000 doors. Um, wow. So th those 35,000 doors, is that targeted? Uh, obviously, populations more densely, it's just a different housing stock in certain parts of the county. So are you targeting certain townships? Is this done by a local democratic infrastructure in those townships as a paid canvases. I mean, how that's a extraordinary number. No, I, this, none of that is paid. It's a historically hot summer. So my hat goes off to you. No, I'm, but again, that, that just speaks to a look to a lot of your listeners and I'll make the pitch explicitly here, right? If you have a couple of dollars or if you're interested in engaging in this race, right? We are, our, our operation reflects the stakes of this election, right? And that has always been what, what I've spoken to Diane and Bob about and my team about is the reason I came back to this, right, is to win um, because I think it is so important, right? And if something's so important, you put together a really strong operation to get it done. No, we have a full-time staff of 13 organizers or 13 field staff, rather. They are organizing the county night and day now every part of the county. We right in, uh, in um, last weekend, we had 13 launches across the county and it covered every section of the county. Um, we are not leaving and we're not taking any part of this county for granted. And uh, our, our assessment here is, is we've got to one, inform voters who don't generally vote, uh, Democratic voters who don't generally vote in these off-year elections, what's so important, uh, like why it's so important that they turn out in 2023 to vote for the commissioners and down ballot, right? Two, 
uh, independent voters knowing what Bob and Diane stand for, and then also know that they're running against Pam Van Blanc, who is a MAGA Republican who will not support abortion rights, who has who is uh, supported by uh, the very people who are bringing chaos to the Central Buck School District, which I'm happy to talk to you about, right? And and they understand where the candidates stand. So that is that is where our field effort is oriented toward. And we've been running digital ads since February. And so we are north of 10 million impressions on digital. And it is we started spending early. And the whole reason for that was, again, it reflects the stakes of what's what's the stakes of this election, right? The the hope about starting the program so early was we were going to introduce voters not just to Bob and Diane, because even though they're county commissioners, right? Very few people can can very few average people can name who their county commissioners are, right? And so, so it was a a it's a concerted it was a concerted attempt to raise their name recognition and to leave voters with a taste of what they've accomplished, right? They have not they have balanced the budget in Bucks County, erased an eight million dollar bud, uh, budget deficit without raising taxes. They have invested in law enforcement and in mental health co-responders, so so that uh, police officers are not dealing with mental health emergencies; they're dealing with stopping crime. Um, and at the same time, we are we are taking on those mental health emergencies and getting people the help they need. And then finally, that uh, they have taken real tangible steps to protect abortion access in in Bucks County. Bucks County was one of only a handful of counties nationally who signed on to a lawsuit to protect access to uh, mifepristone, um, the uh, the abortion pill, and. Um, they took that step. And, and that is a step that Pam Van Blunk said was inappropriate, essentially, for the commissioners to take, right? We know where her values lie, and we want voters to know where our values lie. So we took we took that step early. I, I think we are running the one of the most intentional races for county commissioner anywhere. So that is that is where our that that's that's been our effort so far. Obviously, we're going to do things like mail, we're gonna do other forms of communication. Obviously, those require resources. And we are in, in the act of trying to raise those resources. Are you looking at paid television just to put more icing on the cake? I mean, this is a, a fairly large budget you're sketching out between field and digital and mail pieces. Yeah, I well, for that I, matter, I, radio. I hazard to guess that some Republicans uh, listen to your podcast too. So I, I'll just say that everything is on the table um, without giving too much away. We can do we can do a, a recap podcast if you're interested, and we can talk about how we we closed the deal and hopefully won this race too. Okay, you've been very generous with your time, and I think we have listeners from all persuasions and the spectrum of the political. Uh, we also, as I said, we have all sorts of international listeners. I have no idea what their politics are, but what does all of this mean? I mean, to the extent you have a crystal ball for uh, for next year, Congressman Fitzpatrick, I think, routinely is in the national news just with the problem solvers caucus. And now there's this interesting dynamic that he might have a primary challenger that may or may not have been inspired by sitting members of Congress to run. Um, is, is any of this percolating when you're having these conversations at the doors? Yes, the answer is yes. I will. I will say that. Look, if you're trying to flip the PA one. You got to make sure we win the county commission races, right? There's no way we're not going to that we we lose this election and we successfully flip the PA one, um, which will be a critical seat as we try to take back um, the House majority as a party. Uh, and then finally, like I can't I can't move off of of the fact that Donald Trump will likely be the Republican nominee. Joe Biden is going to be our nominee, right? Bucks County is going to be close. Pennsylvania is going to be close. Like. It should surprise no one that the election will probably come down to our state. And do we want a Republican majority that is a Republican that is part of a Republican party that's led by Pat Poprick, who is a 
election denier who signed on to be a fake elector for Donald Trump. And in that in that article three weeks ago said she did not regret it. Right. Do we want to leave the fate of the certification of election in Bucks County, um, which will then affect the certification of the election in, in Pennsylvania um, in the hands of a party led by a fake elector? And I think the answer, whether you're a Democrat, Republican or independent, the answer should be no. Right. Because democracy is bigger than that. And um, what we're trying to do here, and, and I'm not trying to sound too righteous, but I, I, I believe in the cause and I drink the Kool-Aid. That's why I'm here, is that this is a hypercritical race, not just for this year, but for 2024. And 2024 is a hypercritical race for the presidency, will be a hypercritical race for the future of our country. And so we're taking this race that seriously. And we hope that we hope that anyone who wants to help out in any way they can takes this race equally as seriously, because because that's really what's on the line here. So last question, you've been very generous with your time. We touched on this uh, when we last spoke after your victory for Mr. Cartwright. You are a proud Indian American. And my understanding as you look at across Bucks County, certainly in lower Bucks, there's there's a lot of diaspora communities. So two part question. One, what what attracted you to American politics? And two, uh, what, if any, engagement are, are you doing to uh, to educate first and second generation Americans in the county about uh, what's at stake and their role in the political process? Yeah, just quickly here. And I, and I know I spoke to you about this about this last year. But I don't think I shared this anecdote with you. So my my dad grew up or my dad worked at McDonald's while I was growing up. My mom worked in a factory growing up. They actually still live in this neighborhood, but we, we lived in an apart, apartment complex. I was going home one day. Um, I don't really remember why this happened, but my downstairs neighbor told me, and I think I was 10 years old at the time, said, Cece said, Canal, don't ever forget this. Democrats are the people who look out for me and you. And that stuck with me. And that is that's been what's informed my works work. Uh, that is what informs my my perspective and the races I take and what I'm interested in. I will never forget that moment. Um, and that's why I'm really proud to work for people like Bob and Diane um, who share that value uh, that that the Democratic Party looks out for working men and women, right, and their families. And when it comes to Bucks County and and the Indian population there and the South Asian population there, and honestly more broadly the immigrant population there, uh, I um I used to celebrate a lot of my Indian holidays in Ben Salem. There is a very significant South Asian population there. Uh, Bucks County is is a hop, skip, and step away from where I grew up in in Montgomery County, and so that is it. It is essentially like working in my home county to me, and so. What we're doing to inform that 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 population about about uh, what's at stake in the race here, we have we have actively engaged in Ben Salem. Uh, we are knocking doors in Ben Salem. We're we're, not, we're uh, we are going to do some communication directly to populations of of different backgrounds about what's at stake uh, for their communities in this election, right? And 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 so yeah, so that's what informs my work, and that is why it's so important to me to to keep Bucks County in the hands of people that want to do right by by every Bucks County resident. And yeah, that's that's my bit. Well, that was an optimistic uh, note to end on. And uh, the U.S.-India relationship is transcends partisan politics. Uh, President Biden was just over there and Speaker McCarthy, if our government doesn't shut down, is talking about a trip over there with Leader Jeffries. So um, no, I uh, really wish you well in the, uh, the final weeks of this, uh, this race. Thanks for uh, sitting down with us. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Pennsylvania Kitchen Table Politics. Take a minute and leave us a rating and review on your podcast platform. Please also consider following us on social media for updates and announcements regarding future episodes and new guests. You're political, so I am sure that you're on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram. We are too at PA Political Podcast. 
Visit our website, papoliticalpodcast.org, and send us your feedback about this episode and suggestions on future guests. Until next week. Thank you.